Hi, everyone. I am Ari Engel, the Director of Creative Community for Peace. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I am absolutely pumped about our panel discussion today. This is truly going to be something special, uh, and we are excited to present you a discussion with members from the hit Israeli television series, Fauda. For those joining us in Zoom, you can leave questions in the Q&A section, and we'll get to as many as possible uh, at the end of the event. But just know we are seeing them, and we won't get to all of them. Uh, to briefly introduce our panelists, our first guest plays the hard-hitting Nurit. We are welcoming Rona Lee Shimon to the panel. Our next guest played Dr. Shirin El Abed during the first two seasons of the show. We are excited to have Leticia Ido with us today. Next is Shinbet's top interrogator, Captain Gabi Ayub. We are excited to have Itzik Cohen with us today. Hello. And the man behind the scenes making it all happen. Uh, Fauda director for the last two seasons, Rotem Shamir, is also with us today. Uh, finally, we are fortunate to have a great moderator, as I mentioned, one of our advisory board members who is the former head of film uh, at William Morris and is a current head of the David Lawner Company, manages clients over the years such as J.J. Abrams. David Lawner, take it away. Uh, thank you for that, and uh, I'm so excited to uh, be able to do this. I absolutely love, love, love this show. Uh, I, uh, <clears throat> I find it to be such a combination of being humanistic um, and authentic in that way. The, uh, the, 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 the culture, uh, the warmth, uh, the, the, the way that we're all connected together, Arabs and Jews. And uh, I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm so thrilled to be here and have a bunch of questions I want to ask all of you, um, mainly about background and everything else. And uh, the show is so impressive just as a, 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 as a production. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I, sometimes I have arguments about because uh, as you, uh, guys probably know the creative community for peace isn't political. It's really about just uh, art for art's sake, and 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 that should never be blocked or, uh, or 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 judged. And we do a lot of work behind the scenes to make sure that artists get to perform uh, in Israel. The thing that's so wonderful about this show, it does show the commonality, as I said, between the Arabs and the Jews in terms of the culture. Uh, I, I just applaud you all for the making of it, for the performances of it, which are so authentic. Letitia, I, I just, we miss you so much. Uh, I hate to be a spoiler for, uh, for anyone who hasn't seen uh, uh, all of season two, but um, you know, you were such a, such a, a great, beautiful presence and uh, you know, you really just lit up uh, all those scenes that, uh, you know, that you were in. And I heard that you didn't know Arabic before uh, this role came around. <laughs> First, thank you very much. And I miss Shireen as well. <laughs> I miss her. Um, I actually still don't know Arabic because I'm learning um, phonetically, like um, a lot of actors. But um, I have some words and I can just speak a little, not even sentences, but, um, but it's fine. It's, it's a way to enter a character and it's more exciting, actually. And did you have, and, and I, I know that part of the, uh, the, the, the thing about any community, uh, you know, here in America, we have Southern accents, we have uh, New York accents, Midwestern accents. Did you uh, work with a specialist in 
uh, a certain kind of Arabic accent? Was there a, a, only because, uh, you know, one of the things that I loved about the, the suspense and drama of it is that uh, certainly like, uh, you know, Walid could pick up every kind of nuance of uh, the language of the culture um, uh, as, as probably, you know, uh, Itzik's character would be able to if he was interrogating someone. So I'm just curious as to... Well, one of the specificities of uh, this show is that we didn't have a lot of budget for everything. And uh, we didn't really have a dialogue coach either. So the way we worked is we, I asked uh, my dialogues to be recorded and I was just repeating for hours until I get the right accent. And, um, and that's the way to do it. So I don't even know if my accent is good or not. I guess it's good because they said it's good. But uh, this is the way we, we, we worked. Um, and you're, we're, we're speaking to you from where? From France? I'm in Paris. Okay. Um, and uh, it, it, are you a comedian as well? You mean stand up and all that? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm only asking because when I did it, when I, you know, obviously I was Behind the camera, I'm very funny. No, okay, all right. I, 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 as when I when I did a background, Ratem can tell. When I when Ratem I did a, knows. Yeah, it, there was a when I did a when I when I uh, you know looked at your past work. Uh, one of the things that it said was uh, that you were a comedian. So I didn't know if that was uh, one of the ways. I, I guess it's because in French, actress, uh, the word for actress is comedian. Ah, okay. so maybe someone I, mixed up things, maybe. But yeah. um, I'm also doing. Uh, um, uh, theater and I'm alone on stage so that's um, and sometimes I'm quite funny yeah <laughs> um, uh, Lee, uh, uh this 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 role this kind of badass role of you being alone uh, woman in this uh, you know kind of macho world what uh, what part of the uh, what unit of the army were you in I didn't go to the army actually I, uh, I was dancing ballet at the time, I, and by the time I was 17, I got into the, um, the Royal Ballet Academy in Amsterdam, and it was a really tough decision, and I didn't really know what to do, and uh, I got a scholarship. It was one of the hardest choices that I had to do in my life. Um, I saw a, a piece that you did called uh, Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies, with this incredible uh, bass player. I, I don't know if he's a, an Israeli musician, uh, Alex Bershatsky. Was that part of uh, what you did in Amsterdam? We shot it here. It was actually a project. They reached out to me. I was at, at a, a drama school at the time and they just wanted me to dance in his video. And um, I said yes immediately because he was very, he is, he's so talented and I really wanted to be in that project. And so I did it. Is that, was that your uh, kind of discovery into acting? Yeah, TV show before I went to drama school. And then I think I discovered through that role that I can act. And I was very intrigued. Like the more I did it, the more I wanted to learn more about it. When the question came up, like what, like what narrative, where am I going? I knew that I wanted to be on stage and uh, reading, uh, waiting for Godot which is one of my favorite plays. And I think it was the first time that I read a story and kind of it was a revelation to me that you could, um, I mean, I knew actors and I was watching film. I just didn't think, it wasn't my world. And I think Waiting for the Doe kind of pushed me into wanting to tell 
degrees that way. And that's what kind of pushed me to acting school. And uh, in, in, in this role of, uh, of Narit, what is, who, was, there a, was there a role model? Was there somebody that you, you know, researched, tried to emulate, you know, looked at to, uh, to, get, to, to get into the headspace of the role? That's a very interesting question. Um, no. I think for some reason, the, the nuance of the fight of a woman in a man's world was pretty clear to me because I'm a woman. And I think the first interaction that I had with the guys was the first Krav Maga practice that we all had. And, you know, I knew everyone, but not, you know, not personally. And um, we started fighting and I really want, I was like, you guys, you have to hit me like real time, like just hit me hard. And they're like, chill, you're fine. We're just learning choreography. And I think it was the first time Nolit started kicking in and I kind of, she came to me during the process of, of um, just preparing for the role. It's a con. Your character has such a, such a warmth to him and then such a, uh, a ruthless cold side um, that it's almost uh, Jekyll and Hyde and yet somehow it really makes sense in the context of the actual role which you inhabit. Um, I'll just ask the same question, which is, uh, does any of this come from your own experience uh, in, uh, in the military? Or how did, how did you get into this mindset? And also, did you have to learn Arabic beforehand? Um, first of all, I had to learn Arabic because I didn't know a word. I just knew a few curses in Arabic. So I had to learn everything from scratch. Um, and by that, um, well, it's like being a parrot. You know, all, saying your lines all over again, 100 times, 200 times, until it sounds right. During my army, I never held a gun, only on the first month. And every, in every scene, they ask me, give Captain Ayub a gun. I said, no, 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 I'm not. I, I have my microphone. It, it's enough for me. I don't need a gun. Phonetically, though, you know, the, yeah. uh, the, the, your, uh, your pronunciation. I mean, I don't know Arabic. Um, but the, uh, the pronunciation, uh, it sounds like music the way you, uh, the, you know, the way you say it. So I just want to, uh, compliment you on your, uh, your, your diction and your elocution. It's really, uh, it's just wonderful to listen to. As a matter of fact, yesterday, uh, Avi Saskarov, one of the creators of Fauda, told me that the personal assistant of Abu Mazen, the head of the Palestinians, asked me to, get, to uh, send him a video because he loves Captain Ayub so, so much. He, he was sure I, I knew Arabic in, in a way, so I had to uh, improvise in the few words I already know to send him my best wishes. So like uh, Letitia was telling us beforehand, is it, uh, is, it, is, it, is it just you're reading phonetically and, or, and, and you're, 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 you're basically just saying the lines or no, do, no, you feel, no. do you feel after the experience you actually know how to speak Arabic and you can go into a restaurant and converse with someone? First of all, I can go into a restaurant all around the world. They, they will understand what I want. <laughs> uh, and um, second of all, we had, we had this uh, tutor, this instructor, uh, who I, I uh, used, used to record him saying the words. But before I used to record the words, I always discuss about what I'm saying. 
So I always, I love to ad-lib. Rotem knows that. I have to, I, I love to improvise and to do it in my own words. It's so, it became that um, the guy who's doing the dubbing for Captain Ayub on Netflix called me and he told me, I know you ad-lib on Hebrew, but how the hell can you ad-lib on Arabic? And I said, I catch one of the actors or uh, one of the person on, on, uh, on the set that knows Arabic and I add my own words because sometimes I, I think a bit of humor uh, is helping the situation. Listen, it's a, it's, it's, it's a lovable character. Uh, Rotem, uh, tell me, uh, uh, you know, the production that you both manage, direct, uh, is extraordinary, especially for, you know, the budget that we hear that it is. As I've said, it reminds me of the shows that I loved growing up. Uh, everything from, uh, you know, Mission Impossible, uh, to, uh, believe it or not, the $6 million man, uh, you know, to 24. And it obviously has a verite Paul Greengrass kind of style, you know, in kind of the born identity way. And uh, I just was curious about your influences. Um, it's just such a polished, well-acted, emotional kind of roller coaster. And again, you know, one of the things that I just, I love about it, which you know, to, to rise above the political conversation is it is an entertainment because I know that some of the things, uh, you know, are, are things that haven't happened or, uh, you know, would never happen, but just curious as to, uh, you know, stylistically and where you come from on this. Uh, I definitely agree with you that, that Paula is not a per se political show. We don't treat it as one. Um, feel it's a world uh, that the characters are basically crashing again and again over and of course some of it is based on things that happened and some of it is made up but basically what interests us in Fauda is the characters and there's their own personal with the you know with the backlash of of, of course the Israeli-Palestinian conflict but it's not a political show we do treat it like entertainment it's supposed to be gripping and 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 a, a good tension action show that will kind of keep you at the edge of your seat. So that's where we stand when in the creative input, I think. Um, the sense of realism, I think, that you are talking about with the handheld camera and, of course, relying on as much as we can facts and, and truths is also something that we kind of decided from the get-go that we're going to keep a very close eye on. And, uh, you know, we, we have people uh, that advise us, you know, from different fields that we're dealing with Fauda, but we, we, keep, we try to keep as, as truthful as we can to the source material because I think this is where, it's a kind of a show that if you start faking it, it will immediately pop up in a sense. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a very Israeli show in the sense that we're all, you know, friendly on set, it's noisy, it's sweaty, it's, uh, you know, long hours, it's nights, it's, it's a very, it's, a, like a, it's kind, of, kind of like a battlefield in a sense. Also in the sense that we're all together for, for the same target and we all feel that, that they're doing an important thing. Um, and, and I think those kind of things kind of shine through on the, on the screen. I think that's kind of one of the, the secret behind the success of Father, I think, is that, that we kind of have sweat, blood and tears literally <laughs> coming out of us and you guys can see it. Yeah, that's a, it's actually a great way of putting it. I mean, in my experience in this business, most of the time when you go visit a set and there's a sense of camaraderie and collaboration, 
um, and even warmth um, that usually is exuded in the film. Latisha, I know you. I know you live in Paris, so it's. Uh, but do, do you guys uh, maintain a friendship uh, outside of production, uh, or a relationship, or or, or or is it work, which I would understand as well? What did you say, Roten? I said I haven't seen you in a while. I miss you, man. I know. I miss you too. Well, we met in um, um, Biarritz uh, at a festival, actually, last time I think. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we, we still speak uh, on social media with uh, some of the cast members, of course, with Leo sometimes. And I'm always happy to have news from, from Ronali that I don't see enough. And <laughs> well, it's hard to be out of a show that you, you love and with people that you really enjoyed working with and suddenly just out of it. So it was a bit hard, but... Um, if I want to see them, I have to watch Fauda again. <laughs> were, you t were you told at, uh, at the beginning of the season that you were going to be uh, killed off? Did you know that in terms of your, your character? Um, or did that yeah. yeah, of course, because, they, because I have to learn my lines way in advance. So <laughs> yeah. um, at one point I said, well, what happens after this episode? Where, where, where am I? And um, yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't block in Israel, so we shoot all episodes at the same time. So it's not like it's, the actors know what happens. Yes, yeah. right. exactly. Yeah, we, we, um, I don't know for others because I'm coming for a period of time that we have to shoot everything while I'm here. So, of course, I know what's happening in the next episode. It's not a surprise. Um, I don't think it was your last, last scene either, Leticia, right? It wasn't your last scene at all. So we... we no. Yeah, we shut it in the middle of the process. Yeah, it was. I mean, listen, it was like I like I said, it was really sad to see you go because it was such a compelling character, and uh, you and Lior really did have uh, you know fantastic chemistry. Um, and but Dohan will always be in love with Shaheen, you know. Yeah. He can whatever happens, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, you know the pain the pain that uh, Dohan put you through. It was pretty excruciating. You know, you gave him, you gave, you gave him pretty, you gave him a lot of chances to, uh, you know, to redeem himself. But, uh, you know, we're planning as, a, as, we, as, we, as we learn about that character, he can't help himself. True. You know? We'll do a spin-off, Shireen's Revenge. We'll, we'll have Letitia yeah. come back. Exactly. Every, you, you can't imagine how many messages I got from all over the world saying, we're going to sign, you know, write a letter to the production, write a letter to Netflix, we want you back. And I have an idea, you're coming back as a ghost. Oh no, maybe they didn't kill you up. Maybe it was, a, you know, like a trick. And Are you talking about me? That was... Oh! Gentlemen, Lior Raz. What's up? I know this voice. Lior, so, 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 so great that you joined our, uh, our, our Zoom call here. You're, you are the reason for this show. Uh, uh, Lior is obviously the star and uh, co-creator. So much of these storylines are, of course, made up, but so many of them uh, come from uh, personal experience that, uh, that you had. And uh, I, I just want to say as a fan of the show, thank you so much for creating it. Um, I love the story of also um, uh, you uh, kind of being a nobody when you went out to sell this show. Uh, when you and Abi, you know, took this show out to the marketplace, 
Um, you got turned down until, uh, you know, yes said uh, yes. Um, but uh, the reason that I love that is that, uh, you know, in, in, in my business and certainly what I do, uh, the discovery is the most uh, fulfilling, satisfying thing. And when you, you know, see a piece of talent, uh, whether or not they've done anything before, but the writing is there uh, or the, uh, the voice is there um, and the hairs in the back of your neck stand up, you know, you know you have something. So the, it, it's almost, uh, for me, when I heard the story, it reminded me of the Sylvester Stallone Rocky story. You, you've shown your boxing prowess in this season. Yeah, it's quite, well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's quite similar. It's not similar because I'm not Sylvester Stallone. And, uh, but, you know, in the beginning, when we started, uh, when we started to write the show, um, and we went to the broadcasters, all the broadcasters in Israel to, to, you know, to present our project. And nobody, did it, nobody wanted it. Not Keshet, not Reshet, not Channel 10. Nobody wanted it. And I remember that our producers told us, listen, probably it won't work, so let's concentrate on another project or just leave it. But then we went to yes, um, and, and they said yes, <laughs> of course. And, but, but you know, after that, we wrote the show for me, for me to be the lead actor, to play Doron. But then the Yes channel said, listen, uh, we, nobody knows you in Israel. We need some, someone to lead the show. Uh, they called it an A-lister. And I wasn't an A-lister in, in those days. I hope I am today. And, and, we, and I said, I was so furious. I wanted to kill someone because I heard this. And in the end of the day, I said, okay, let's, let's have an audition for the, for the troll. And we actually auditioned many Israeli actors to play Doron. And in the end of the, of the um, when they had in the casting meeting, the big casting meeting, there was a picture of me and a picture of another very talented actor. And uh, our director asked them, after who you gonna, you're going to walk, you're going to run in the battlefield. And everybody pointed at me. And this is how I got my, the job on my show. That's great. No, listen, it, it reminds me of the Stallone situation because when Stallone wrote Rocky, the studios said, yeah, we really like the script, but you're, you're not known. And so we're not going to bank the movie on you. And so it has a very similar uh, uh, story. Anyway, listen, you know, your character is, uh, is so intense. And, and I've been saying it just, it, to me, it's an amalgamation of everything that I loved about Mission Impossible, Born Identity, um, you know, the old 24 show. And, uh, while I know a lot of the stuff is uh, made up, and again, the thing that's so great about it is the, the human drama behind the scenes, uh, and then the, you know, the actual uh, uh, balagan that happens. But uh, I know so much of this is from your own background, and so what, what would you say the percentage of uh, some of the, the, the truths of the stories are? So first of all, as you said, <clears throat> we wanted to create a good drama, a TV show. I, I never had an affair with a, with a Palestinian doctor, never in my life. But I was in a war zone. I was undercover, me and Avi, and we fought. We, we know how it works. We know we were in operations that were very similar to the, uh, some of the operations that we see in the show. Um, so it's, it's part of the... Um, it's part of it. I had many, many, the mental, um, the mental price that those people are paying for their actions. I think me and Avi paid as well. So we put it 
in the in the in the show i um i was suffering from post-traumatic disorder for a long time i didn't know that until i met my the, uh, 10 years ago uh, um, um a therapist actually i told him that i came because i got married so i was i didn't know that i have uh, ptsd and then he he actually told me that you, i have a ptsd and 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 i think through this that creation that we created me and avi i think both of us we have we had this healing process uh because of that show for avi and for me as writers but also for me as an actor to go back and to do all those kind of things again and again and again i think it's uh it's a big healing process that's wonderful to hear yeah the, the catharsis the catharsis of that um and, and and you feel it because uh you know duran is uh is a man of extremes you know extre ex extreme love and, and and warmth and understanding and uh, you know ruthless ruthless killer uh but you but you know what the, the difference between doron and 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 uh, 24 and 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 jason Bourne, that they are winning all the time doron is losing all the time he's not winning never at all he's just losing and keep losing and keep losing and keep losing and it's and this is i think the the the, the magic of this character that he's, he's kind of a hero but he's not a hero because he's losing everything so around him yeah yeah He's got protect. He's got protexia from up above. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what What is the, uh, uh, the the process in terms of putting together uh, the seasons? Is it is it is it uh, you and Avi, and then and then to uh, Rotem? Do you have other seasons mapped out as as we go along? Right now, you know, the show is obviously such a huge sensation. I would say within the uh, Hollywood entertainment industry. I know it's a big hit on Netflix as well, but in terms of the critical mass uh, here in Los Angeles, uh, you know, people rave about it and, and uh, are as addicted to it as any other show on, uh, on streaming right now. Yeah, we just realized yesterday that uh, Faura is number one on Netflix in Lebanon. Wow. Uh, yeah, and number four in the UAE and number four in India. So it's, it's, it's huge now, it's big. And uh, but I'll I'll I'll, go, I'll I'll answer your question. The process of the of the of the writing, I think me and Avi come with the stories, and then we have every time we have a lead uh, a writer uh, that's working with us because th this the show this show it was the first time that me and Avi ever wrote anything, so uh, we needed someone who who will will uh, show us how to write and uh, how to to do it technically. And after we're writing it together and the plot, and, and then we're bringing another writers to write uh, uh, dialogues as, as well. All the time we are uh, talking to Rotem uh, and to get his uh, point of view of what we are writing as a director and as a writer, because he's a very talented writer. And so we, he helps us a lot uh, during the process. And uh, I think it's kind of, it's like a kibbutz, you know, it's kind of, uh, you come to the dining room and everybody fights together and they're, they're screaming and shouting and laughing and dancing and drinking. In the end of the day, we have, uh, we have a show. Yeah. And yes, we're, write, we're writing the fourth season right now. Wonderful. Um, Letitia, a quick, quick question for you, which is, uh, as uh, Lior just said, the, 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 the show is, uh, is, is number one in Lebanon. Um, you're, I know you're uh, French-Lebanese. Uh, do you hear that from friends? Uh, yeah. Has it been uh, well received uh, within your family, within your community? Well, like everywhere in the world, some people don't like the show or, or think, you know, that is not balanced enough. 
we hear that. But I really receive a lot of messages as well saying that uh, in Lebanon, the show is a, is a huge success. So I didn't know it was number one in Lebanon. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's big news. And it's, I think it's great. Rotem, can you talk about the, the team dynamics in terms of, um, you know, uh, how things play out on set? And, and, and because you really, uh, you know, as you, as you were saying, it's just you really do feel this um, enthusiasm of collaboration. Uh, you know, you see it in all the press materials. You know, I was watching some of the Conan stuff, which was uh, really fun to watch. Um, the, the sense of camaraderie that the team has in the show, uh, just the, the, the professional dynamics that occur. I was just curious as it, it's, it almost becomes one of the well, same. A, I think um, the team, the solid team that, that formed in the show, are our team off screen as well. We became friends and I think that dynamic definitely, you know, comes across to the screen. Uh, just in the chemistry between the actors and, you know, in, in, even in the small little uh, details of humor or stuff like that. But I think what you're talking about uh, in terms of, you know, the action of the show, so a lot of us come with a uh, military background and, and uh, you know, these are not actors that are uh, being necessarily instructed by uh, weapons uh, specialists on the set, but are actors that have held, you know, uh, weapons in their life and have been in battle situations and, uh, that by itself, you know, creates this, I think, very uh, unique uh, authenticity to, you know, to the way that they move in the field and everything. Um, the other thing is that we treat every action scene in Falda like a military operation in a sense, and we come, you know, we choose the location, we come there with all the people, and we plan all the moves, and, 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 and it's uh, basically like uh, taking, conquering, you know, uh, a target. In that sense, on you, you run with the cameras as it happens. So, so what you see on screen is a lot of it is what really is happening on the field. We, we use a lot of pyrotechnics. Uh, we use, of course, a lot of amazing computer uh, work as well. Um, but a lot of pyrotechnics on the set, and you know, live bullets and stuff like not live bullets, but um, live rounds. Um, so that definitely, I think, contributes to that kind of atmosphere. Um, Lior, I know we only have you for uh, for a little bit, so. You become the Israeli James Bond, and uh, I, I, I know that uh, uh, you're writing a couple of uh, new television projects and uh, and and uh, screenplay for a film. Uh, is there anything you can tell us about that? Uh, is that is that also for you to star in? So first of all, I'm not James Bond. Look at me. <laughs> I cannot. I, I'm not James Bond. Uh, but yeah, we are now producing a new TV show for Netflix called Hit and Run. We were shooting in New York for, for, for the, we were there for five months and in Israel, but we stopped the production because of the coronavirus. Uh, we'll be back. Now we're editing it. Uh, it's, uh, it's about an Israeli guy who's got married to uh, an American girl, woman, dancer. Um, she's having an accident and all his life, um, he's going to New York and he's trying to find who killed her. Um, it's about the relationship between Israel and the U.S. Um, so it's 20% it's, it's Hebrew and the, and the rest is English with a lot of American actors. And we also, yeah, we have, uh, we have another project with Netflix and another movie that we're writing now. Yeah, we have a lot of projects. That, um, yeah, and I played the lead role for In Hit and Run as well. Not as James Bond, but as Lior. Right. 
wonderful. Um, Rona Lee, what are you up to? I, I, I was going to say that you grew up in America. You're, you, you have no accent. Um, what, uh, have, have you been across the pond here and, uh, and, and, and looking at things to do here? What's, what, what's in store for you? Um, no, I didn't grow up in America, um, but I love accents and I love language and it sounds like music to me. And I think I have a theory that it's just listening to classical music since I'm young. And I think it kind of developed an ear for me. Um, and that's, I think, why I sing too. And I do a lot of musical theater. Yeah, I did Messiah with Netflix. Um, and I was supposed to shoot something in April and now it's postponed. But um, yeah, I'm looking to work in the States and I'm just um, looking for the next right role and project for me and, and just being able to, um, to create more colorful characters as Nurit, which I love what you said about her. It's, it's, it's very precise. And I, I love that the writers gave her that, that kind of an arc um, and that kind of like being able to, to tell a deep uh, emotional story, so. Yeah, wonderful. I'm sorry, but I have to leave. Lior, thank you for, uh, thank you for surprising us and uh, also for delivering such a wonderful uh, show and good luck with all. Thank you so bye, much. Bye bye, take care. Um, we've got so many questions that have been thrown in from uh, the audience that we have. Um, if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to throw them out there. And the one who has the instinct to answer, uh, please feel free to, uh, to, to jump in. <clears throat> First one is uh, from uh, Ricky Harkavi. Uh, how did the filming of Fauda affect the interpersonal relationships between the Jewish and Muslim actors of the show? Um, we're all one big uh, happy family on set and off set as well. Um, you know, once you have uh, artists uh, creating, uh, these kind of um, labels don't matter anymore. It's just simple as that. It, it doesn't have to do with whether they're Arab actors or Israeli actors, Jewish actors. It doesn't uh, mean a lot to us in Fauda. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, to kind of blow my, our own horn, but it's just that. I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, but... It's a non-issue in the best way, I think. Yeah. I think it, uh, it had very surreal um, few moments for me in season one because we shot during the war. I think it was such a, an incredible thing to know that we are creating an art together, Arabs and Israelis, during the war. It was, it was, um, it was just so surreal and beautiful and, um, you know, kind of art you know, surpassing reality. And it was, um, it was incredible. And um, also I think from, from the people in the villages that we shoot that hosted us in such a generous way, right? I felt, I felt it a lot in Kfalkasim. I mean, well, let, let, me, let me expand upon that, that answer that you just gave, because I don't think this has been discussed, but I, I've heard this story as I was, you know, uh, doing some research on the creation of it. But it was the first season that you guys put off first day of shooting because of the war in Gaza, correct? Um, so yeah. this, 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 this is what you're, you're referring to, which I think the, the idea that you y'all just decided, you know what, um, <laughs> this is life in Israel, I guess, uh, and uh, had the uh, resilience and wherewithal just to, just to go do it is kind of remarkable. 
um, and I guess in in that kind of trauma, it it, it does bond you. Yeah, it really did. Uh, okay, here's a kind of a little bit of a provocative question uh, from uh, Alison Alti. Uh, provocative. That's a little provocative. Um, uh, while I don't underestimate any of our real-life enemies, do you ever wonder if some of the storyline in Fauda may be giving more ideas to the actual real-life terrorists, criminals, and the like? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't think they need any more ideas. Yeah, People have all kinds of ideas. Yeah, I think reality surpasses everything we will ever do on the show. Unfortunately, right? Um, um, okay, here's a good question from uh, uh, Nathaniel uh, Amirian. Do you guys do, do all your own stunts or are they performed by stunt uh, men or women? We don't have enough budget to give us. No, and I don't think we need it. We weren't yeah. off planes. I mean, I would hope I would get a stunt double for that, but yeah, we, we do everything ourselves. And I was locked down for two seasons everywhere, so I'm just locked down in a hotel, in a hospital, in my house, so right. no stunts for me. <laughs> in the last season, uh, the end of last season, uh, we had a, sh uh, a scene where we had to bear, like the, the, the team is uh, kind of like burying alive uh, a guy in the middle of the desert. We, we dug the hole and we're about to, you know, put him in, in a, like a, a yellow scorpion curls out of the sand. And he's like, I'm getting in there. That's where I'm going. And we're like, yeah, that's where you're going, buddy. <laughs> and he went in <laughs> the sand on him. That's what, how it happened. There was no stunts there or anything. <laughs> have, uh, have, have you all been, and I'll, I'll, I'll start with Itzik. Have you been surprised by the, uh, the global reception of this and, and again, how has it changed uh, your life as an actor? Well, well, it was a big surprise. No one ever thought this is going to be such a hit. When we did the first season, I thought we did something. Uh, I thought few, only few people are going to watch this series. It's such a niche series. Of course, we are very surprised. Of course, the... The boom of Netflix all around the world is is, is it's amazing, amazing, really. Um, question just that just came in: Do you guys improvise your roles, or do you stick specifically to the script? I don't think we restrict show at all. I mean, I, I, now having work, uh, for example, on the show that Leo just uh, uh, talked about, I, I was directing one of the episodes there, an American show, and, and it, you know, they stick to the script in a very strict way. I don't think we're strict in Fauda, but we do follow, you know, the dialogue. I think the guys, when they bring in, like Itzik said on, on Ayub, uh, you know, a humorous moment that wasn't written, but creates this, you know, unique, really moment, you, you'd never want to lose it, so. Also, um, about my character, um, at the, big, the very beginning, Avi and Leo was, were really open-minded about everything I asked for. <laughs> I said that I wanted to change some things about her and so we were really feeling free to add some 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 ideas add some sentences even so yeah the fact that they were so open-minded at the very beginning of the show and then the characters were built so we just stick to our characters but at the beginning we were very um, 
uh, we were allowed to create with them in a way and that's really rare actually it was really a big chance a big a big luck to do that no listen i i uh the like i said one of the things that um i i, I really responded to Latisha and your character is just uh feeling this this pain of the pull of your heart and of your responsibility um and also to sometimes what felt like genuine disgust for uh, what you had to do to uh, you know to stay alive and so that when the character does unfortunately finally implode while it's it's always shocking to see something like that the, the way you portrayed your character was very understandable about why it had to end so badly for you um, mm -hmm. not that you ever want to see that but it was uh, it, it, it was just heartbreaking and again I'm, I, I, I'm thank sorry you. for missing you for, thank uh, you so much you know, I think also what's interesting about about uh, Shirin is that um, this character is portraying a very strong Arab woman at a high position in social life and she's 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 a doctor she's and what is interesting and Rotem I'm sure you know that but at the very beginning as well she was supposed to sell groceries at the corner of the streets or another corner maybe at, at her uncle's shop and one of the um, script supervisor or um, writer was a woman and the only woman in the team said no guys it's not gonna be <laughs> this kind of woman and she has done minimum four years university and she's gonna be a doctor or something and uh, and Shirin changed totally from the beginning and uh, I really enjoyed being this strong woman because they they really exist in the Arab world and by the way someone asked about Muslim and Jewish and don't forget that in the Arab world you have a lot of Christians as well I mean it's more complex than just Jewish and Muslims to show that these women exist and they have um, and that they can be more uh, seen on screen and it's not often the case so this also this is also something really important that Fauda is bringing yeah, I, think. I, I, I agree. Bringing, listen, st strong women, obviously in the age that we're in right now, is uh, the, the, the cultural zeitgeist. And, 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 it's, and it's great to see that kind of strength coming from both of you, um, you know, both in terms of, uh, you know, kind of the, the emotional fierceness and also the physicality is great as well. Um, all right, so we are going to wrap things up. But before we do, I have one last question for each of you, which is, what are you watching right now that you're loving being in isolation? So uh, ladies first, Rona Lee, I'll start with you. I just uh, finished Narcos Mexico, which was incredible. I loved it. I just, I couldn't get enough of it. I can't believe it's over. I want to die. I, I just, it's brilliant. Great. Great. Rotem? Um, I watched uh, the movie Prisoners last night for the first time. After a long time, I wanted to watch it. I don't know why I haven't watched it until last night. Uh, the Denny, what's his name? It's really hard to pronounce the director. Denny, Leticia, you know the guy. You also directed Blade Runner. Uh, uh, oh, Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a great Yeah, movie. we can't wait for Dune, by the way. Right. Leticia, what are you watching? I actually watch Hunters. With uh, my friend Ronald Gutman, and I say hi because I know he's watching. Uh, and we just played together in a French movie, and uh, so I wanted to see to see him in that show. It was very interesting. 
Itzik, your turn. Well, I watch QVC. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV at all. My kids are using the te television. I don't have any time for TV. I'm reading and I don't watch the news, that's for sure. And I have to tell you something for the, like, for the finale. You asked about the Arab actors and the Jews actors uh, acting together. And I think when you have the same goal and a good leader as Rotem, everything is possible. So you only have to have one goal, and that's the production. Doing Fauda is a great goal. Well, I, I, I think that's actually also a great way to think about, trying to think about the bigger picture of things right now is that uh, uh, we all have to be rowing in the same direction in this world in order to, uh, to really heal it at this moment. And um, it's great that a show like this can actually bring conversations between Arab and Israelis, both on a pop cultural basis, but also on a, on a human level. And uh, I just applaud you guys for everything that you bring to the show. It's just, uh, just such a grand entertainment and wonderful thing to see from, uh, from Israel. And I thank you so much for your participation here and, and uh, wish you the best of luck and hope to see you in uh, Haaretz very soon. Before we go, David, what are you watching right now? What's your favorite shows right now? Uh, I'm actually, believe it or not, well, I'm watching The Plot Against America, which I think is extraordinary. Um, and that's, uh, that's bringing me back to, uh, uh, to The Wire, which I kind of watched in fits and starts when it was on and, uh, and now realizing the, uh, the genius of David Simon. It's, uh, it's kind of bringing me back to that. Yeah, I actually recently watched Top Boy, which was re-brought out recently, and it's almost like a British version of The Wire. So I recommend that. As Rona Lee said, I think Narcos is definitely one of the better shows that has come out recently. And obviously, Fauda and another one, Homeland's wrapping up, which is another an Israeli spinoff. So there's a lot of good stuff out there. Anyhow, thank you guys so much. Uh, once again, this was just an amazing panel discussion. The season's incredible. Everybody, I'm sure, that's listening here is already watching. For everybody, once again, Creative Community for Peace is a nonprofit organization, and we rely on donations to do our work. So please visit ccfpeace.com uh, if you want to make a donation or you want to find out more about us. Um, we also have many more panel discussions coming up, so definitely join our email list. Everybody stay safe and be well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to see you, Itzik and Ronali and Rotem. Bye. And thank you, David. Thank you, Ari. Thank you. Bye bye. Welcome. Bye. Bye.